Hello and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. In this episode, we speak to Malcolm Cannon, who is National Director of the Institute of Directors Scotland. Malcolm came from Cricket Scotland, where he restructured the whole organisation, putting a new team in place at board level. Before that, he led the Edinburgh Solicitors Property Centre to a modern digital platform from which they sell around three quarters of the property in Edinburgh and the Lothians. But he's perhaps best known for leading Hunter, the iconic Welly brand, into the 20th century by extending their product range and increasing the turnover to £25 million in just two years. Someone with all of this experience is used to change, and we wondered what he and the Institute of Directors were doing during the pandemic. It turns out that he's quite enjoying not having the long commute to Edinburgh, for one thing. Here's the latest edition of the Edinburgh Report, a podcast brought to you by the Edinburgh Reporter News Group. Welcome, you are the National Director for the Institute of Directors Scotland, so I guess you've had a pretty busy lockdown, there would have been no furlough for you. Sadly, I think uh, I'm working at about 150% of my normal working week during this time. It's, um, it's been a little bit uh, relentless, yes. And now that the uh, First Minister has uh, published the route map out of lockdown, what does that mean for businesses in Scotland? I think it's very encouraging, actually. We've been calling for uh, a route map for some time. Um, all the business organisations have, uh, as have the general public, I suppose, because it gives some visibility of the likelihood and the time scale that we can move towards the new normal or the never normal, whatever people are calling it these days. Um, I think it it is encouraging in many ways and it mimics many of the measures, both financial and health measures that have been introduced in as much as it's inevitably a blunt instrument to start with and then will be slowly honed and finessed into a more detailed map and a more detailed plan. But it's really important that people can start to plan and, and the whole challenge that has been facing boards around the country has been the lack of ability to plan. One of the things that came to my attention pretty early on in the, in the lockdown was the fact that some companies were requiring to have AGMs and um, they had to find a way around the actual the, the requirement that you have to have an AGM you know, in person, as it were, so that all, all of your shareholders can be there. Has that been something that uh, you've helped to deal with? Yeah, the Institute uh, lobbied very, very strongly um, for the change in companies' law that would require that AGM to be, A, held, and B, um, a physical meeting. So... So we've, we've enabled the changes to that, but we've also enabled um, directors, for instance, to be furloughed and not to break furlough by doing statutory duties, um, which is really important, particularly of directors of small organizations who would find themselves unable to furlough themselves because they still have to carry out their statutory duties. So that has now become a, uh, an exemption, if you like, from the furloughing rules. I hadn't even thought about that, especially if you're a one-man uh, organisation, but you are a limited company. I suppose all of those things are, are quite difficult. Um, what is, tell me a little about the Institute of Directors and kind of what it does in, 
in normal times. I'm really trying very hard not to use all these cliched terms, but uh, in the, <laughs> in the in normal days. I don't think we've changed what we do um, between normal and abnormal times. I think the Institute stands to represent businesses of improving the quality of directors throughout the, organ- throughout the land, both in, in private, public and third sector organisations. They do that through, I suppose, three legs to the stool. Um, connect, develop and influence are the three words we use. So connecting is putting together people of a similar mindset who are facing a similar set of challenges. In normal times, those might be, well, how do I grow? Um, how do I introduce good governance? How do I recruit non-exec directors? Um, things like that. In difficult times, these are the challenges facing all organizations in terms of how do I flex my workforce to, to most handle the challenges we've currently got? How do I furlough? How do I ensure my cash flow is, is protected as much as possible? So that's the connect. The develop part is we do an awful lot of training. And interestingly, despite the challenges in terms of cash that many organizations have, uh, have encountered, we still feel a we still find that a huge number of directors are wanting to develop themselves with continuous professional development or with courses on improving their knowledge or their governance skills. Um, and the third one is influence, and I suppose this is the one that's most key during these times because this is the ability for members to have a voice with a message that actually lands. And we have many examples of where through our lobbying and through our discussions with governments, both UK and Scottish governments, we have facilitated change and effected change, which has benefited the business community. And members have that voice, which perhaps if they were not members of a business organization, they may find it difficult to get that opinion across. So I think I think what the IOD stands for, and it's, it's, it's 120 years old by Royal Charter, um, is just as valid today, in fact, probably more valid in these difficult times. And I'm, I'm trying not to use the word unprecedented. Um, damn, I used it. I wish, um, I wish other people <laughs> would avoid it. <laughs> than uh, as, as it is in, in what could be termed normal times in uh, six months ago, and hopefully in six months' time. We still have a very useful, we, we play a very useful part. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what have you, how have you then perhaps um, developed your training and things like that? Have you taken all of that online? Most people seem to have taken stuff online. It would be surprising if, uh, if the IOD Scotland hasn't. But, uh, you know, so how, how have you approached all of that? Yeah, so obviously the IOD is also a globally recognised brand. So many directors around the world do their training um, using the IOD platform. Um, because it is world-class training. I think one thing we really can say with pride is the the quality of the uh, courses that we run. So taking that content with those uh, tutors online has not been easy. We're actually working our way through the um, substantial amount of content in order to put all of our courses online. But obviously we've put some online and we continue to run um, some free training as well using our members expertise and experience um, which is also of use and I think these interactive online um, training courses and webinars are invaluable to people not only to fill in any gaps in their knowledge but also I think to reassure people that they're not the only ones suffering a particular uh, challenge or situation 
because I think sometimes it's rather a lonely place to be when you're feeling a little bit isolated and a little bit unsure to reassure yourself that actually others are going through exactly the same situation. It can be really quite reassuring. Yeah, especially uh, when, you know, the, the difficulties are perhaps financial ones. And those are, I guess, that for any any business and any director, that is uh, probably uppermost in everyone's mind. Um, what's the IOD's view on um, the perhaps the UK government's uh, um, offer to business and the way that they have structured all of the grants and things like that? Is it enough for most people? I think the um, the size of the financial measure, the support measures that have been put in place are are quite impossible for most people to comprehend. I mean, this is these are le- uh, levels that that we're just not used to. So I think the IOD would be um, incredibly mean if it weren't supportive of what the government, both both sides of the border, has done. Um, these are enormous sums put in place to to protect as much of the economy and as much of the business community as possible. Inevitably, there will be some sectors who are going to struggle more than others. And inevitably, there are going to be some casualties through this. And I think that was absolutely impossible to avoid. So I come back to the the point I made earlier. The initial um, announcements about the packages put in place were necessarily blunt. They were quick. And I think that gave people the confidence to continue with business, knowing that something was around the corner. The the finessing and detail that then came out latterly enabled companies to plan even better. Um, But it was really important to reassure as many business leaders um, as possible that the the government were stepping up to the plate. So I think there is uh, recognition. There's a lot of uh, applause as well to to the way that financially the the challenge has been handled i mean there are questions as as everyone else will have on how the the health um challenge has been handled but i think from a financial perspective the government has done a great deal it's done it reasonably quickly and i think it has also prolonged it uh in a way that gives us the ability to see us through this um Inevitably, there are going to be questions, will it need to be prolonged further? And of course, how can we afford this? What do we do to pay it back in the long term? But short term, this is a this is a crisis at the moment. And I think we're working our way through a crisis, supportive of the government's activities, but inevitably trying to influence the detailed changes to these packages to, to benefit um, most of our members. Yeah, it's uh, there's certainly some eye-watering sums going around. And talking about members, is it um, still you know it's still open to people, of course, to to join the IOD and to get all the benefits of uh, of membership uh, from you? Absolutely, the doors always open, and uh, and uh, obviously there are there are qualification requirements for being in the Institute of Directors. By definition, it's its directors um, who are members, it's, um, it's individuals, not businesses. So we represent uh, a lot of, I mean, hundreds of thousands of years of directorial experience is represented on the membership of uh, IOD. And I think that's, a, that's a, a wealth of information to tap into for any new member. Um, the ability to, to meet and discuss with 
um, people with so much experience. It's a privilege to the job I do just to meet these these members. But yes, we're open for business. We remain open for business. Naturally, some of our activities have been curtailed um, due to to the restrictions. But we will come back online as soon as possible with the physical events. In the meantime, most things are available um, online and our directorial advisory service which is a massive boon to anyone is one of the uh, key things that people are tapping into right now right and tell me a little about uh, about your own lockdown week this last week uh, one thing perhaps that stands out for you that uh, you maybe haven't done before or you think that uh, yes uh, this this lockdown hasn't just perhaps been quite as bad as uh, as it might otherwise have been. So something a highlight of your lockdown week, Malcolm. What is it? Well, I think I th- I'm supposed to be in Mallorca right now on my fourth day of holiday. So instead, I'm sitting in uh, South Lanarkshire and and wondering what went wrong. However, I think working from home, working online, as part of a hybrid mix going forward would actually be very pleasant. I've, I've reduced my travel time by four hours a day. It's two hours each way by public transport, usually into work. So I've carved back four hours a day or 20 hours a week into my life. And the fact that it's 23 steps from my dining room office to go home for lunch is, uh, is wonderful. So I get to eat lunch in my kitchen whenever I can manage to pull myself away from these meetings um, with 23 steps. So that's that's the uh, highlight, I suppose. That's a great uh, a great way to end our conversation, and I think perhaps for a lot of people, that's certainly going to be the way that they're they're going to want to work uh, in the future. But Malcolm, thank you very much indeed for joining us as our guest today. That's Malcolm Cannon, the National Director Scotland of the Institute of Directors Scotland. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you. so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk and remember you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk